Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Quesada Corner. I'm Ben Lee here with William Cooper, and today we're going to be discussing a, another Vitola of the Casa Magna. Now, what is this one? What's the name of this uh, Vitola called, Coop? Well, this this is a uh, Vitola in the, in the uh, Casa Magna Colorado line called the Torito, which is a four and three quarter by sixty. So it's it's a it's a short, chubby cigar um it's actually not the thickest string gauge in the line there's a gigantator which is a six by 64 um it's in, in true confession i have not tried this size in the castle magna at all uh so we got these uh from enrique of, of, of casada cigars and you know ben based on the experience that you and i as well as some of the other members of the coalition team had with the robusto I'm very excited to see what this cigar is going to do because that Robusto was off the charts good when we had it. Yeah, it was really good. I'm kind of curious to what a larger ring gauge is like in this because this is actually a, a ring gauge I don't normally smoke. Now, I know you like the 60 ring gauges, the larger ring gauges, but I'm not really a big fan of them. Now, you have turned me on to some 60 ring gauges that have been fantastic. So I'm, I'm kind of not... Um, as hesitant to smoke them as I once was, I still not my preferred size, but it kind of makes me curious to try this larger ring gauge and see how the flavors change on this against a robusto. Yeah, no, um, and you know I do like a sixty. Now I'll be honest, there are some cigars I've had in the sixty that are not good in the sixty. Um, they don't translate well to them, and I've had others that extremely extremely well. I mean, I know a couple of the ones I've turned you on to. Are ones that um, I was actually, you know, surprised how they perform better in the 60. Um, it, this is up against, you know, the Robusto, which, you know, again, we scored that a 93, which is pretty high, right? So this is up against some steep competition. Uh, but I've had, you know, I've smoked the Colorado blend in other sizes, not one this big. I think, I, I think maybe I've gone up to a 54 with this, with, with the Bellicoso. So um, I'm, I'm definitely curious. I, I, I like the size. It's, you know, it's that it's a little bigger than that. I hate to use the word nub size, the four by 60. You get a little more cigar with that. The four and three quarter just seems like it's a it's a good amount, uh, especially if you're not a fan of smoking the, the big ring gauge. Right. And, and most of the complaints I hear about that is it's not comfortable to smoke it. And I, and I totally get that. Right. A 60 isn't the most comfortable thing to do. So you're dealing with a little bit of a shorter smoking experience, but you know, sometimes you'll, the flavors, you know, you put that feeling aside in your mouth, the flavors could be very good. Yeah. I've actually, you know, I, I've smoked a few of the different sizes too, the different Vitolas in, in the Colorado line, but I just kind of keep going back to the Robusto because it's my favorite. It, to me, it's a sweet yeah. spot. So we'll see. I mean, either this is going to be a lot better because it opens up more of the flavor profile or to me, usually with other, of the other end of that spectrum is it gets much more muted. So yeah. To see yeah. what happens. You know, I have smoked the Lancero uh, recently in this. Um, in this, it was actually a long Lancero of this uh, Casamata Robusto. It had a, it had a lot of age on it though, and but it still smoked very good, which is telling me this blend could be very versatile. Going because that 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 Lancero I think was a forty. Um, you know, Robusto is a fifty-two. So 
some I like when a blend can be versatile where it works in the thin and the thick ring gauges. Um, and sometimes that's tough to find. Um, so I'm again, I'm kind of curious with that as well. I remember I also smoked this. Um, I, I actually the biggest one I did smoke was a Solomon in this 58. Yeah, I have had that. 58 when they came out with that small. So that is the biggest one I've had, but. You know, the Salomon has the tapering on it, right? So you don't feel like you're smoking a, a 58 with that. Yeah, and kind of what has gotten me to, you know, be more comfortable with the cigar this this size is, you know, I'm a big fan of Aroma Craft. They have a lot of stuff in their line, like, you know, the EMH and then Cranium and Knuckle Dragger that are larger ring gauges, you know, especially like the EMH and Knuckle Dragger. And they're short, fat cigars, kind of like this. And I enjoy those. So... I got high hopes for this, but let's, let's see what happens. Yep. Yep. Uh, definitely for sure. Um, as far as that goes, I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into this now. Um, I, I'll just kind of give some quick background for people who may not be familiar uh, with the, with the blend. Uh, it's a Nicaraguan Porto, and this was a collaboration uh, line that, that was done between the Casada family and the Placencia family. Essentially, the Casadas uh, are producing this in Nicaragua at the Placencia factory, uh, but they sell it uh, in their own portfolio. Uh, that Colorado Robusto we talked to about, um, I go back to 2008, it was that cigar fishing out cigar of the year, kind of came out of left field, and it really kind of launched the whole Casa Magna brand after that. Um, I don't remember when this size was introduced. I don't think it was one of the original sizes. I could be wrong. But I think this size came along a little later uh, in, in things. Uh, it's all Nicaraguan tobacco in here. Uh, and the wrapper's from Jalapa. And it's got that, you know, you look at that wrapper, Ben, and I always kind of mess this up. But it's got that what I call reddish clay, that Colorado uh, reddish clay to it, a dark one. Yeah, these these wrappers always look really, really good. There you go. I got a little bit better lighting here, so maybe you can see a little bit better. Yep. Yeah, your lighting looks a little better than mine. Um, by the way, uh, if you're looking behind me, this was actually taken in the in the Placentia factory ten years ago. <laughs> this picture. So. Wow. Um, and and I'm looking at that very closely. If you look over my head, um, the Toritos is the box sitting right over my head. So this has been around for a while. So maybe it was, was one of the earlier sizes because this picture was taken in 2012. Yeah, because I think it was launched with like, was it eight sizes or something like that? I remember yeah, it was a lot. There's a, there's a lot of sizes they have in this. Uh, I want to say um, there's almost like 15 or 16 sizes, but there's really, I would say, seven that they actively, I think, sell on a regular production. And some of those other ones are more limited. Um, so yeah, there was, uh, you know, this, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. So this, but this is one of the course, this is not, this is one of the regular production sizes that we have here. Um, uh, my wrapper has got a little bit of that dark modeling on it. Um, it may be a little hard to see with the camera and the light. It's not terribly, uh, kind of gives it a little bit of a, of a charm to it. Um, kind of gives it a, a reddish oak look in a lot of ways. And um, this is uh, like this oil's got very light oils on this wrapper, if any. I mean, I, I, it's a tiny sheen of oil on this thing. Yeah, mine's kind of the same way. I don't know. If, I mean, my lighting is ah crap. There we go. See, now it looks a little bit darker. 
but um, it's it kind yeah, of the yeah, same it's way. It's weird it, when you held it up. It was, yeah, it looks. It, it, I mean, it just looks like well aged leather to me. So I mean, it's 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 nicely. Like it's beautiful looking wrapper. Mm-hmm. So already cut it. I'm ready to cut. The, let's 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 do it. So I'm using my my Credo scissor, which has a uh, this this aperture will give you up to a sixty. So I usually recommend to anyone if you're smoking a sixty, but especially if you're smoking over a sixty, to make sure you have a large ring gauge cutter, um, at least to have one in your collection at home, uh, because if you're going to smoke the bigger sizes, you can get away with a regular cutter with a sixty, but Anything over that, I would recommend getting getting a, something that handles 70. So we still haven't figured out how we're going to cut those 90 ring gauge cigars we have, by the way. So that's a that's a story for another day. Yeah. I mean, I got, uh, well, one thing. <laughs> we just, I'm just going to use that. That's a nice. That was one of them. But, um, yeah, what I used was my Zycar MTX tool. Um this right here it, it worked pretty well but i agree with you i mean i don't smoke six by sixties that often or anything bigger than that is an anomaly but i i agree with you about the cutter it's best to have one that's big like that because you can still cut anything way smaller than that but in a small cutter you really can't cut something bigger right so yeah, why as well yeah. have the bigger the bigger ring gauge cutter yep yeah and i the scissors another good one to use too because you can get it get get it bigger uh, you just gotta be a little careful of how you pivot the scissor with it. Is what I tell people. Uh-huh. Um, otherwise, you will you will fray the wrapper. Yeah, another thing I do like is, and I almost did it, was use the V cut. These big, like the Calibri V cuts, uh-huh. or uh, Zycar one does pretty good too. But what I'll do is I use what's called the cross cut, where I just you know make it one line going that way, one line going that way, and it really. You know, it keep, kind of keeps the cleanliness of the of the cap on there, but uh-huh. you get good good airflow. So yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's important. Um, when you mention that cleanliness of the cap, I think it's a really important thing to do. How's your draw on yours? So I already kind of did a. Uh, I'm getting the milkshake drawer. I'm definitely getting. We we talked about this last time, but I'm getting it much more prominent. The cumin flavor I'm getting right out of the gate with this thing. I'm getting a little bit of leather and cedar also. Exactly. It's exactly the same thing as me. My draw, though, is a little on the loose side. Uh, it's, okay. It's not too bad, but it's a little loose. So I just, I got to be conscious enough to, you know, draw too quickly. Mine seems okay. Mine does seem like it's milkshake. So, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm definitely getting that cumin note this time. That's by far the strongest note. Yeah, I'm yeah. Getting, I'm getting cedar and leather, but that cumin note is by far... The stronger note, which which is kind of inferring to me, you know, that was coming from some of the filler tobaccos, mm-hmm. mostly. Um, which it's not a bad note. I wouldn't say it's a bad note. It's not something I normally get a cumin note that prominent on a on a cold draw. All right, let's go ahead and light it up and uh, see how it goes. All right.
Now, what I also tell folks is be patient toasting a 60 grain gauge. You have more surface area to cover. Yeah, you know, mostly I use single flame torches because I use small ring gauge, uh, small ring gauge, but. Well, guess what? I have the single flame with me tonight because, <laughs> because I'm, you know, um, I don't know where I put my other lighter and this was just here, but there's nothing wrong. You could light it with, with this. I mean, I mean, we had a discussion with this on uh, one of these syndicate shows, I believe, or Bear and I had this discussion. I think Bear and I had this discussion with Nick Perdomo and Nick Perdomo was, was totally fine with, um, Going with a single flame lighter for a big ring gauge. Yeah, it just it takes a minute. So, well, I got a couple of quad quad flames and triple flames that I use for bigger ring gauges. You know, fifty four and up. I was a little, so I was a little paranoid before we did this show tonight. I felt like my I hadn't smoked today. This is the first cigar I'm having today, and I kind of was wondering if my palate was a little acidic or something so i kind of just did the whole club soda stuff mm -hmm. i think i'm okay now which is good it seems like it's clean but you ever get you ever get that sometimes where you feel like your palate's not clean and you're gonna smoke and it it, it could make for a miserable cigar experience and it, yes. it could be unfair to the cigar right when you do that yeah but uh, i feel like i got everything cleansed well that's why i always have sparkling water at the house yeah every time I mean, it was a. Uh, I mean, Jose kind of got me. Jose Blanco got me hooked on that whole club soda, and, you know, mineral water and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, same. Same with me. <laughs> Back in the La Aurora days, the way we yeah. had those seminars, he'd always have salty crackers out and, yeah. and club soda. And the palate. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it, it works. It works yeah. like a champ. Mm -hmm. Getting a lot of flavor right out of the gate. What nice for you? More cumin. Uh, some black pepper. Uh, some earthy notes. And then, for lack of a better term, the natural tobacco note is out there. I got a little bit of leather on top of that as well. Yeah, a little bit of leather. I would agree the leather is I'm definitely getting the leather actually. I I, I should say that. Um I feel like I'm in the early part of this where I know the cigar is gonna settle a bit. Um, but it's, but this is not a negative on the flavor, but there's a lot coming out of the gate with this. Yeah, I'm getting more than I expected, I'll be totally honest. Yeah. Um, there is like a kind of, a, I don't know, there's a sweetness to it that's kind of, it, I don't know how to, I can't describe it right now. It's kind of yeah. generic sweetness. Yeah. That's why I use the word natural tobacco. I didn't have a better word for it. And I think it will come. Um, but there is a lot of, you know, there is a lot of flavor from this. Yeah, I think it's going to open up pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it and I was kind like of a little I, more. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I was a little worried because nobody really knows this, but past couple of weeks I was battling COVID for the third time. 
for the third time. Yeah. And you're, and you're, and you're vaccinated too, by the way. Just, yes, I am vaccinated. Yes, I am. Um, I probably should have had my booster, but I didn't. I went on a field trip with a bunch of uh, seventh and eighth graders to Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. seemed to be the place for eighth grade field trips. There was hundreds upon, no, probably thousands of eighth grade kids. And I just knew it was so packed there. I was like, man, somebody's getting COVID, you know. But guess what? It was me. It was you. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, me and one other adult and I think four or five kids out of the trip. But um, anyway, I, I didn't, I just took, I did, took the home test, I'll, you know, because I didn't, I didn't go in anywhere. So I didn't get like the monoclonal therapy, which I got the other two times. So I could kind of let my body do it naturally, kind of build up its own antibodies. Um, I still plan on getting the booster. But anyway, needless to say, that's why Smoking Syndicate has been kind of like gone silent for a while because <laughs> I've been with doing well. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. No, and we want you to be well. I mean, it's just, you know, it's funny. I tell people the same thing with Coop. Like, it's a human thing. Like, we're dependent on our bodies being able to smoke. Right. And yeah. there's things like COVID. I mean, Aaron Loomis and I went through some sore throats and colds for about three or four weeks back and forth. Um, and lucky there was a lot of news on Coop that keeps him going. I had, a, I had some reviews in the backlog because, you know, there, there was a days I couldn't smoke. So yeah. uh, that's, a, you know, uh, you know, and then with COVID look, man, you gotta be careful with your lungs is all I got to tell you, you know, you want, you don't want to do anything to damage those lungs. Cause that's what it affects. Yeah, uh, and I've lost I lost like taste and smell for like two days, and then it came back. And then previous times that I've had COVID, which sounds terrible, <laughs> but when I did get my taste back, things that were bitter had a really weird flavor about them, right? Yeah. So I have been smoking for the past I would say six days, right? The first few days I would smoke something that I knew exactly what it tasted like, and it it was. Was it odd? It wasn't like an off flavor, but it was it, it was something not right. Right. So that's why I didn't do one do, do any reviews. I didn't do anything like that because I didn't trust my palate. For the past two days, though, everything is tasted on just spot on. So, but I, but even with that, I like I could I could manage about two cigars a day, and I kind of feel like okay, that's enough. You're pushing it now. Where normally. I smoke three to five, sometimes six a day. So when I, I'm on my second one, I'm like, okay, I, I don't, some, like uh, other night, I didn't even finish my second cigar because it's like, I can't take it. Yeah. So, but yeah. luckily tonight, everything is perfect. So we're yep. good to go. That's good, man. We, like, most important thing is we have you in one piece. Uh, like I said, the reviews can always wait. So and I was pinging you. I'm like, you okay? You're sure okay to do this. I didn't, I, I didn't want to push you either. You're like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, because, yeah, we, you know, this is, you know, um, you know, you guys take it somewhat. You don't want anyone getting, we, we know some people got very sick, obviously. So, yes, want them in one piece. Yeah, that's one thing. I, cause I didn't get any treatments or anything. I didn't want to, you know, push it either. I didn't yeah. want to, I didn't want to endanger anything. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But nonetheless, this is off for me. It's off to a good start. Yeah, very good start. Black pepper, I get a leather, a kind of an undescript, kind of a sweetness to it, yeah. a little bit of cumin notes. Um, I, 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 and they're all kind of balanced, right? Like there's, they're, there doesn't they're not, seem to yeah. be something that's like more than the other. 
right? They all it's all like no, nothing's even. popping. Yeah. Yeah. And what's nice if you take the smoke and you kind of swirl it around on the tongue, your receptors in a different parts of the tongue are gonna pick up different notes here. Yeah, that's and I tell people this at like, you know, some of my local shops that I go to, what I call my home shops all over the country where I've lived and stuff. And so people are like, how do you get some of those flavors? And we talked about this before, but it's good to, re, you know, rehash it again. Yeah. Is what I do is I actually chew the smoke. So, like, you'll see me sometime when I'm doing a review and I'm still, and I'm smoking. I mean, I've got my nose in front of me where I've already written down all, everything that I've got out of it. But I'm still in my head while I'm smoking, going, kind of going over those notes again. And I'll, I'll chew my smoke, just like you would yeah. chew food. And it just ba basically... Yeah. moves that smoke around your palate mix it with oxygen and kind of get the full flavor profile of that cigar along with the good retro yeah. too yeah yeah and i gotta say you know that's something you taught me that whole chewing at a smoke thing uh you know it's just and it, it does make a big difference with the experience is what i'll tell you but i'm agreeing i'm getting all the same flavors you're getting no dominant flavor uh, the retro hill is a little more pepper centric right now. I'm yes, sure. I was. Yeah, because I was about to say, speaking of retro hill, <laughs> what I get is cedar and black pepper. I don't get much yeah, of any, any of the other notes. Bingo. Yep. It's uh, it's not overly sharp. Now my draw is fine. It's it's got a little bit of milkshake quality, and I notice you're. I know you smoke faster than me normally, yeah. but um, there's a lot of smoke coming after this on my end. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll just tell you, this thing's producing a lot more smoke than the Robusto did. Yeah. And, let me, and I'll say this too. Like, I don't, I don't factor this in when I do review, but, but for me, I like it when a cigar produces a lot of smoke, it's kind of an aesthetic thing. I just really like it. Um, it doesn't add or so, subtract yes. from a, a review, but I love that. I, when yeah. I have cigar puts off a lot of smoke, man, that's a good thing for me. It's a plus. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm in the same boat. It does not like negatively affect it or even, you know, maybe an intangible I'll put it in as, but um, it's not going to move the needle up, but it is a nice bonus to get from it. Right. Yep. I agree. Well, I think we've covered the, the beginning of this cigar. Uh, yep. We'll go ahead and take a break here and move back after the first third. Let's you know how it is. See you in a second. Yeah, when we're back, and you can see we're at the end of the first third now. Yep. Dude, what are you getting on this cigar so far? Um, you know that that sweetness is kind of evolved into like a lemon, a lemon note. It's not a very sharp lemon note, but it's imparting just enough sweetness with this cigar. Um, I still pick up some of the cumin flavors. Uh, there's some cedar notes. The black, the black pepper is present. I am getting a coffee bean note now on this thing, which is something I did get with the Robusto, but it took a little longer for it to kind of come here in my book. Uh, the retro hail still very much got got a uh, pepper on it, so I'm definitely still getting the pepper mostly on there. Pepper, a little bit of cedar, maybe touches of that lemon on the retro, but I'll say touches of it. Uh, I'm satisfied with the burn and draw on this thing for sure. I'd also say right now this cigars it seems like it's a little bolder in strength and body than the robusto was like if, if i said the like the robusto i thought was dead center like a five out of ten for strength and body 
This one's almost like a six, maybe six and a half. I'm getting it's a little more strength I get with this cigar. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way with mine. Uh, but my my burn has gotten worse, actually. As you can see, it's kind of like... You got a little bit of a, of a dip with that, yeah? Yeah, it's not good. Um, I'll probably have to touch it up in a minute. I'm si I want to see if it'll self-correct. Because I like to let it self-correct if it can before I touch mm -hmm. something up. Yep. But I'm getting kind of the same flavors. I'm getting that cumin note, which has died down a little bit. Um, a good amount of black pepper. The woody note that yep. I'm getting, um, it reminds me actually more of mesquite. Now, if you don't know what that is, basically it's a wood that's used for like smoking meats. Like in the south over here, we use a lot of hickory wood. Well, in Texas, it's a lot of mesquite. Mesquite's all over the place. But it's, it has like a sharpness to it. Kind of like, like a black pepper and a white pepper with a white pepper with a little bit of that sharp, like kind of a sharp pungency to it. Mesquite's kind of the same way. It has that like a little bit of a sharp note to it. It kind of has a kind of a, a um, like a, like just a punctuation on the flavor of when you spoke it on meat, it just adds a little bit of oomph to it or whatever. That's kind of what I get with this. That kind of that, that woodiness kind of reminds me of that. So, and like, like I said, being from, they're just moving from Texas. I did use mesquite a lot when I was, you know, smoking on my trigger or whatnot. So I kind of have that, in, you know, in my kind of my palate, you know, the repertoire or whatever you want to call it. Like I have that flavor profile of that. That's kind of what I get more than like a generic cedar note that I kind of got, I thought was the beginning. Um, I get the generic sweetness that we've got a little bit before. Like I said, the lemon zest, I get a little bit of that. It's mm -hmm. not strong. It's kind of in the background, kind of an accent note. Yes. Um, and when I, I don't get the coffee bean yet, but I do remember that on the Robusto. So I'm, I'm expecting it to show up um, at any any moment, probably, because it, it was right about the midway point, if I remember, we got the coffee bean note on the Robusto. Yep. So yep. I'm, that probably will show up soon, but I'm not at the point right now. I'm not really getting that at, at this moment. Um, and that's kind of all I'm getting right now. So, and like I said, my, my draw is a little loose, so I'm kind of trying to slow it down because um, I consider myself kind of an average to slow smoker, not not as slow as you. Right. <laughs> but but even with that, I'm trying to be conscious of it. It's not that loose, but I'm truly trying to be conscious to it because I don't want it to burn too hot and get yeah kind of the, those funky flavors or whatever. Yeah. But um so far so good i mean it's it's still it's it, it, the flavors are really good i i just started getting some of the saltiness on the retro that we got with the robusta it's a touch of that saltiness is starting to come in now it's not as prominent a saltiness maybe as we got with the robusta but i'm getting a little bit on the retro right now yeah i i get a little bit of that tinkle on the palate like a of that, mm, yeah. kind of that saltiness Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not getting it too much on the retro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's a touch. It's not. It's not very prominent, but you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's really faint. Like if you wouldn't have pointed it out, faint. I probably wouldn't have got that. Yeah.
Yeah, but it's off to, that's off to a good start. So we'll go ahead and we'll smoke this uh, to the end of the second third. Yep. We'll be back to let you down is. See you in a second. Everybody, we're back. Uh, we're at the end of the second third now. Um, I'm kind of getting the same flavors as before. I get the mesquite. I get some black pepper. But I'm, what I'm getting now, kind of new, is I'm getting like this creamy, nutty note, kind of that reminds me of a cashew. Now, when it's it's kind of a sweetness mixed into it. And the best way I can kind of describe what I'm getting is almost like a honey roasted cashew. It has that nat like a nice natural sweetness along with the creaminess like you would get well, like how a cashew is. Um, the lemon peel, I'm not getting it as much at all. It's very, very yeah. muted. I'm, I am picking up that kind of that coffee note that Coop was getting earlier. I started like basically went off the air. I started getting it and it ramped up a lot. Like now to me, it's, it's kind of a, a main note that's on there. I still get that mesquite wood as well. It's really a well-rounded profile so far on the retro hill i get a, a lot of black pepper a lot of it and it's been that way from the beginning it hasn't changed i still get a hint of that mesquite flavor when i do a retro hill but i it's mostly a lot of black pepper and it's it's enough to where i can't really do a full retro of this so I kind of do what I would call like a rolling smoke and a half retro where I kind of just let the, the smoke roll naturally out of my palate while also doing a slight retrohale to get all the flavor that I can out of this. And it's really nice. So far, it's going really, really well. What about you, Coop? Uh, I think everything you said, I agree with. Uh, the coffee note is prominent. Uh, that That's creamy, nutty note is pretty close to prominent um and this is interesting because that creaminess developed in the second half of the of the robusto i didn't know if it was going to develop with the torito and it did um so and it's unusual like i said to get creaminess on the back end of a cigar as opposed to the front end of a cigar uh so it's really balancing it out nice i get some of that mesquite smoke as well the like the notes that are gone the lemon the lemon peel notes pretty much gone the cumin notes are gone Still some cedar, and again the black pepper on the retro. I caught some of it too on a full retro, uh, so it, there is some spice on that retro, is what I'll tell you. The strength and body are now pretty much getting ready to move into medium to full territory, so it has ramped up this cigar. Not aggressively strong, not aggressively heavy on the palate, but definitely bolder on the palate uh, for sure. Uh, burn's still holding up pretty good on mine. So I, I asked just recently, so it's a little, my, my burn, I think, is going better than yours. Same with my draw. The draw has been flawless for me on this thing. It, it's been quite enjoyable. The combustion level is pretty good. When I did the first ash, um, it looked like I think I caught a little more ash than I, I, it may have been a little subsided, but it quickly corrected itself. So the combustion is fine on this thing. It just needed a little, a little bit of a touch up, um, but but enjoyable, uh, definitely enjoyable thus far. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mention that too about the body of the cigar. Um, for me, it's it's on the upper end of medium going into full, but full flavored the whole way. Yeah. Um, I did have we, we talked. I, I showed this on the last time. I had one piece that wasn't burning, and I didn't do a touch up. I tried to let it naturally burn its way through there. And basically, it kind of just burned around this small patch of wrapper that just didn't burn. Just it's just one of those things. 
and when it got past that patch it it kind of went to normal burn after that um i do have basically it's like one side that's not burning very well again but it's kind of a jaggedy burn it's not a clean burn yeah i, I would agree with you it's it's definitely a burn that's more on the jaggedy side um it's not i'm not gonna be able to show it but there's a vein going down on the cigar the burn's kind of fighting the vein a bit um uh, but it's not terribly you can see it's just it's a little bit of a nuisance there uh it's maybe going a little behind the vein and i have to touch it a little more from time to time but it's not the again the burn's not meandering it's it's a jagged burn for sure you know on a 60 you're gonna get your, your burns are not gonna be as clean is what i find in general yeah especially, what's, 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 especially when we're talking and smoking because you really need to do a lot more puffing and rotating um on a 60 is what i find yeah on this one too i did have one relight um just probably about five or ten minutes ago it basically just stopped i stopped getting smoke out of it um so i had to do a small relight um there was no tunnels i don't know why it happened to be totally honest i didn't i didn't see anything wrong yeah. inside the cigar it just stopped burning i relit it and it's back to normal now it's just kind of weird so one thing that you may have going against you, I find that 60s are tougher to smoke outdoors, even, even with the slightest breeze. So you really have to puff and rotate it a lot more. Um, indoors, like when I get, the, I don't have the air on right now because I cooled this earlier, but when the air comes down in here, it, will, it just affects a 60 a little more because there's more surface area you have to manage with the burn. So it's not an excuse, but sometimes the environment does do some of that to it. I don't think that was causing some of the uh, drawer things that you had. The drawer thing was, was probably also combining with that, too. But I think that's a little bit what you have going on there. Yeah, I mean, I live in the mountains in Western North Carolina, and it's usually very breezy here just because it comes to the valley. Yep. But uh, tonight, actually, it's a very still night um so i don't i don't know what's going on with it i mean it's yeah. not bad i don't, I don't want to make it sound like this has got construction issues because it doesn't it's just yeah it has a little bit of a, of a wavy burn i had you know a small patch it didn't burn but that's that's just natural wrapper what i'll tell people is a 60 is just going to be more of a, of a little bit more tlc you got to give it sometimes it's just it's the nature of 60s yeah finicky. um look lanceros tend to just get very high burn scores for me because they're easy you know they're easy to manage that uh doesn't mean the cigars will be great but they tend to burn much more low maintenance right the only thing with the lanceros you got to be aware of be careful of actually is burning is, is smoking too fast yes you don't want to you don't want to inhale a lancero yeah because if you lanceros are really easy to puff on too much and they'll get hot yeah and they'll burn weird yeah you know, I look back, the guy who's just a master, like when you look at Jose, ever see Jose Blanco smoke? He puffs and rotates like a, like a machine. Yeah. He's got it down that. to a machine. Every time he takes a puff, he is turned. It's weird. I don't even know if he draws, he does that. He is very, <laughs> it's amazing, but he does that, you know. Um, and as Jay would say, probably his many, many years of experience of many years, many, many years of smoking. Uh, and Mark says, yeah, I do an EPC inch, but that's pretty much it for bigger. Yeah, the EPC inch is a good line. It's a really solid line. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's one I kind of don't go to because of the size myself. He has an eight by fifty eight size, which is which is I think perfect. That's like the the hit, <laughs> but it's a big investment to smoke an eight inch cigar. I'll take your word for it. That's not one I'm going to go to. <laughs> it's good. Crap. It's good. It's solid. I'll tell you that. I think we've covered the uh, second third, so we'll uh, come back in a minute, let you know how it finishes off. Yep. See you in a second. Everybody, we're back. And we're pretty much finished up with this cigar. So, Will, what did you, what did you get in the, the last third here? I still had a lot of the coffee note present. Um, the creaminess subsided from the nutty flavors, but there was still a nutty component there for sure. Um, a little bit of black pepper mixed in there, uh, but not as much on the tongue as on the retro. So it, it's the, the coffee notes I was saying when we were on the break, it kind of they exhibited a little more of a bitterness but it wasn't an aggressive bitterness, and by no means was it a detriment to this profile. Uh, bitters are sometimes good, and I think it, it blended very well with what was going on. Uh, but things kind of just, I think some of the potpourri of flavors we had early on, it kind of sim- simplified themselves here. The burn's going great. This this is still cool. This is There's no give on this burn here, so I could actually go a little further, but um, I think it's getting to a point where it's time to put this down for sure. Uh, but the other thing I'll say is the strength really ramped up on, on, in this part. Uh, I was surprised. There was a lot of strength increase. Uh, just seemed like it almost went to full throttle in a lot of ways. It was, it was throwing me for a little bit of a loop. So uh, definitely uh, some strength at the end, but not at the sacrifice of the flavor. Yeah, kind of the same with me. It kind of simplified in the last third. Like mostly what I got was I got the mesquite note, black pepper, um, the, the leather that I got in the beginning kind of came back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it seemed like it came back, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and I got the bitterness. Now, we were kind of talking about, like, the bitterness. Was it like a, a coffee kind of bitterness? Like, basically, we, we got coffee in the middle. It was kind of like what I was saying, like a, a medium roast coffee, kind of, right. a, you know, yeah. real flavorful, but kind of a milder coffee profile. And the end, it's like got kind of getting bitter. Was it was it kind of like an espresso or right? exactly espresso bean kind of a note? Yep. But to me, it was I I wasn't getting like those traditional coffee flavor with that. It was just kind of like a generic bitterness. And I'm not I don't mean that in a bad way. It still was balanced. The the cigar was balanced. Yeah. With all those notes. So I, it was still enjoyable to the end. Yeah. I did have another relight um, on mine. It just kind of went out. It went out. And I had to relight it. There was no no tunneling. I can't explain why that happened. It just happened. Um, I agree that the, it ramped up drastically at the end in strength. It definitely was full bodied, full flavored the whole way through. But it went basically for a medium plus for the beginning and the second, the first third and second third to full for sure at the last third. Definitely got full. There was definitely there was definitely some strength. Yeah, and on the retro held, it never changed from the beginning to the end. You got a little bit of mis- like that uh, woody mesquite, but it was a, mostly just a black pepper blast. Yep. And we we said this um, off camera or off the YouTube part, but it's like I wouldn't say this is a pepper bomb because you don't really get a lot of the black pepper on the palate. You get a ton of it when you retro hit. So th- this one, if you like spicy cigars, retrohale the cigar, you'll get plenty of it. But yep. if you don't, like me, I'm not, I don't like a lot of 
pepper, spice, or none of that stuff. So if you just did a half retrohale or don't even retrohale at all, which I kind of don't recommend because there's a lot of flavor in a retrohale, but for this one, it's a lot of black pepper. It's kind of a one-dimensional retrohale. So you kind of can do without it, honestly, on this size. On the Robusto, it was not like that. You got a lot of retrohale. Yeah, this I one was a lot of black pepper. So you could actually just, if you don't like that, just don't retrohale the cigar. And it's very enjoyable without that stew. Yeah, if not, go with a quarter to a half of retrohale and, and, and you'll get enough of the spice. But yeah, the full retro is going to be, if you want more spice, then just kind of turn the throttle up on the retrohale. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. That's yeah, pretty yeah. much it. We covered it pretty well. So what would you score this? I scored it a 90. For me, it was a solid 90. I thought the second third was the was definitely the star of this cigar, uh, for sure. And followed by the, the you know that last third actually was pretty good, as well. But a ninety, uh, a definite solid cigar. Um, that's kind of like my standard of excellence. You know, you, ha- you have to work to get a ninety. It's not the ninety three that the um, the robusto was, but that was a that was a tall order to kind of fill. So a ninety is very very good these days on the way I'm scoring. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it 89. And the only reason I, I'm dinging it is because of those construction issues that I had. Like I had, you know, I had two relights. And I, like I said, I had a, a, like a piece of the wrapper didn't burn and a really wavy burn pretty much the whole way through. So I was, I was going to ding it a point for that, but I'm pretty much really close to you. I, I'm like, 89 is, I think is a fair and it's a very good score you know um in the days of scoring inflation we're trying not to feed into that so you know 90 and 89s are, are still cigars i'd recommend buying for sure if you're a 60 ring gauge fan i definitely would would buy this cigar if you want something a little more you know if you want a little change of pace this is this is a fine cigar to get um so you know you can't you can't really go wrong with this um if 60 not your thing and this may not be the cigar for you, but I didn't find this in a, in a, a I didn't find this an uncomfortable cigar to smoke either. No, I didn't either. I mean, yeah. I don't smoke sixty ring gauges. I don't. I don't like big ring gauge cigars. This one was was enjoyable. Yeah. For me though, I my for my personal taste, the robusto is way more in my wheelhouse than this. But if you like the Castle Magna flavor profile, but you want that more spice kick, yep. this is the one you want. For sure. Yes, a little more boldness too with it. Um, so if the Robusto is not giving you enough boldness, I would definitely go to the Torito and give it a shot as well. I agree. That's yep. that's pretty much spot yep. on. Yep. Yeah, I think we covered it, and that's a uh, you know another good solid Quesada cigar. Absolutely. Thank you to Quesada Cigars for that. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. And we'll see y'all next time on the next Quesada Corner. Take care, everybody. <laughs>